Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. My name is Robbie Nagel, and this is just a podcast series where I get to talk about random things that I want to talk about. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, uh, just a little bit about who he was, um, some extra biblical type of sources are used, I've researched the historical context of the time, uh, but a lot of this is speculation, so you can take it for uh, what it's worth. I'm actually waiting on a couple replies to some questions from people much smarter than I am that actually will have answers. Um, Once that's confirmed, maybe I'll come back and update this or just create another uh, podcast on Joseph with the confirmed details. Um, So the first thing about Joseph is that uh, he is said to be a carpenter, but in actuality the Greek word used seems to be more of a stone worker or a stone carver, uh, not necessarily like a wood carpenter. Um, A couple reasons that this is um, historically uh, based in is that uh, if you remember in uh, Matthew, uh, Joseph says that he's coming back from Egypt and he's told that... um, Archelaus has succeeded his father Herod, and he is afraid of him. So he asks the angel if he could essentially go to the Galilee, where Antipas, uh, Herod's other son, is ruling. Um, And he seems to be allowed to, and they go, and they live there. Um, Something that's interesting historically is that Archelaus actually uh, goes off and and kills off a bunch of um, Jewish men in a similar way of his father. And um, that's probably one of the reasons why Joseph was afraid. He knew his character to some extent. Uh, It seemed like he was uh, politically um, informed, and I'll get to that in a moment. And if you want more information specifically on um, Herod and his family, I don't want to get into it a whole lot here, but I am recording a couple classes that uh, will be published at some point in time. One of them is on Second Temple history, I go from Cyrus the Great to Herod the Great, and I talk about the background to the New Testament in the time of Jesus, and uh, specifically, obviously, in the Gospels. And um, I go through who Herod was, some of the other details that aren't necessarily talked about in Scripture, but they're talked about all the time in, uh, you know, secular historical texts. But to not get completely sidetracked in that, I just want to focus on Joseph, uh, so he seems to be politically informed, so he goes to the Galilee, and some of the things about the Galilee is there's actually multiple uh, stone quarries and also multiple stone projects that Antipas actually funds, and they're very close to Nazareth. There's a lot of speculation that um, Joseph most likely worked on these projects, Jesus most likely, his brothers most likely did as they were growing up. which is just, uh, it's interesting, but the um, the misnomer that he was a carpenter, that he was making chairs and wooden tables and stuff like that, or building houses and um, stuff is probably not all that completely accurate. I'm sure he had the skills to, he could have at some point in time, I'm not saying he didn't, but the Greek word uh, is more geared towards stonework. The second portion of this is his political affiliation, so... Um, Reading scripture, you have one of his sons, Jesus, obviously the Messiah, 
uh, but he's also clearly informed. Um, he's a clearly informed rabbi as well. Not just being called rabbi because people recognize his intelligence, but being called rabbi because of his literal clothing. He looked different. Uh, he had the clothes of a rabbi, and therefore he had to have gone through some type of rabbinic teaching uh, or in schooling and something like that. Also, we have uh, James and Jude, also two very prominent rabbis, uh, specifically in Jerusalem. James, having not even believed that his own brother was the Messiah up until after his resurrection. Um, so we have these three very prominent rabbis um, born to, uh, or at least housed, uh, two of them are born to. One of them is uh, adopted, I guess, would be the best way to say it, um, given to Joseph to raise. And um, that just does not make sense to me. Uh, especially if he's all he is is a stone worker, um, and Mary's, uh, you know, she doesn't have a huge prevalence of um, um, job occupation uh, importance or even talked about. Um, we don't necessarily know what she did, um, but that just uh, it does not make sense. So it's something that I've really thought about and I've researched. So here's a couple things that I want to point out. The first is that. Um, when we talk about Pharisees, Sadducees, and Essenes, the three uh, most prominent groups that are talked about in Scripture uh, and during that time, during Second Temple period, we have the Pharisees who were essentially just um, upper middle class. Um, they were the workers, essentially. Um, and these are political parties uh, in the same way we talk about Democrats and Republicans in America. Uh, these aren't necessarily jobs. Um, then the Sadducees are upper class. Uh, they enjoy Roman rule. They actually, uh, one of the reasons why uh, they don't believe in like the resurrection or anything like that is because they literally have everything they want in life. That's kind of the thing that influences their beliefs. Uh, the Pharisees obviously believe in it because they don't want to be ruled. Uh, they believe that actually they should be the uh, they should be the upper class technically um, because of their ties to uh, the priestly line, because of their ties to the temple and things like that. And then you have the Essenes who literally looked at the Sadducees and Pharisees and just said, you're both wrong, we're going to go hang out in the desert. And that's what they do. They literally just leave Jerusalem, they leave huge cities, and they go and uh, build these communities um, out in the desert. Um, it's speculated that John the Baptist was actually part of one at some point in time. Uh, whether or not that's accurate is up to your own discretion. So these are three of um, most likely at least 25 different sects of Judaism during the Second Temple period. Uh, they're just the three most prominent. They're the ones that we have the most information on. Uh, they're the ones talked about in Scripture. So we have more information on them. But it's speculated that there were most likely about 25 different sects of um Judaism or of uh, Jews during this time. So we have Joseph, uh, who has three rabbis for sons, and he, all that's mentioned is that he is a stone worker. Uh, my speculation is actually that he was a Pharisee. So what that means is, and this is the um, question that I'm actually waiting on an answer for, because I want to know if um, Pharisees, 
could be just Pharisees as an occupation, because you see like the Sanhedrin, uh, it seems to be like that's probably their occupation. It's not mentioned that they do anything else, um, but I really don't know personally, and I can't find it in any um, sources that I personally have. Um, so I wanted to ask a couple different people that I'm waiting some for some answers on. But if we go with my assumption that they are bivocational, that it's literally just a political party, some of them probably get some type of payment or something like that, uh, but they probably have a actual job uh, during this time period, um, then we can also then uh, attribute that assumption to Joseph, who could also be a stoneworker and a Pharisee. And here are some of the reasons why I think that's most likely very accurate. The first one, Jesus gets left uh, at the temple in Luke, um, and the people are astonished at his knowledge, but also it seems like they have some type of familiarity with him. He wouldn't have been just allowed to come in and like speak with them in the temple. They would have had him known him to some extent, and if they were all Pharisees as well, and they knew Joseph's um, son, um, then they would have been more open to at least say, like saying, oh, you know, hey, you know, what do you think, or what are you doing, and stuff like that, and then once he started breaking down scripture, then they were astonished, but there's no um, record of the opening of that conversation, so it's most likely that they had some type of familiarity with him. The second is the fact that he has two other sons who become rabbis, very prominent rabbis in Jerusalem. Um, that just doesn't happen, especially in this context. You're like, you have to have some type of ties to become a rabbi. You have to study um, under a rabbi. Uh, you you don't just necessarily um, get picked off the street. Jesus' ministry was very different in that aspect. Um, he literally did pick people off the street uh, to become his students. Normal rabbis don't do that. Um, that doesn't happen often. There's no... Uh, special cases of that outside of Jesus, really. And then the third point, why I believe he was most likely a Pharisee, is because it's uh, pretty clear that Jesus has some teaching in Pharisaic um, law and uh, parables and stuff like that. If you read some of the parables that Jesus says, uh, you can compare them to the same exact parables in the Talmud, which is the oral Torah written down, essentially. There are some parables in there that Jesus literally mentions in the Gospels. Uh, so he's using Pharisaic parables to some extent. Um, and then the other portion is that he clearly knows the oral Torah. Um, when he talks to the Pharisees, um, he points out uh, some of the uh, disagreements and he points out some of the laws that they believe in that aren't in uh, that aren't in the Torah. They're in the oral Torah or uh, the written down version, which is the Talmud. It was written down later, but he's clearly versed in it. So yeah, those are a couple of the reasons why I think Joseph was most likely a Pharisee. That uh, Jesus had a Pharisaic type of upbringing, I guess would be the best way to say it. Um, but this was the political party or affiliation that his family was in some way part of. It's why he has such familiarity with it. And then um, it gives a little more backing to who Joseph was, what he was doing, um, and how some of these things came about. Again, this is all um, partially speculation. I feel like I've backed it historically uh, as much as I can. And then, um, yeah, so you can take that for what it's worth. Again, as always, I appreciate 
everyone that listens in on these and, uh, you know, comments and likes and all that good stuff. Um, I appreciate it uh, very sincerely. So I will catch you at the next one.